Good morning and good afternoon. Welcome to this week's edition of the Digital Shop Talk Radio. I'm Tom Dorsey, and today we're going to be talking about efficiency gains possible through the integration of Auto Vitals and Protractor. So it doesn't matter if you're using Auto Vitals and Protractor together already, you're going to get some great tips and tricks. I highly suggest you find your quiet space, your safe space, and get a pen and paper because you're going to want to take some notes today. Uh, if you're using Auto Vitals or, Pro, or Protractor, one or the other, and you're looking for uh, ways to improve segments in your business and, is, and uh, specifically how to maximize efficiency by leveraging the fantastic integration that we have between Protractor and Auto Vitals, this is the show for you. Don't worry because we're going to record it, but you're still going to want to get some notes. We've got some fantastic guests joining us today. And you might, well, you might recognize a couple of these guys, right? Uh, welcome back, John Long and Adam Benchik. Uh, you know, our, our co-hosts, actually, our remote co-hosts uh, for the Digital Shop Talk Radio. Welcome, gentlemen. Yeah, thank you very much. Thanks for having us again. Yeah, no, thank yes, you. Thanks. Definitely, thank you. Yes, sir. Thank you for coming on. And, you know, as folks, uh, maybe you don't know these two guys. I don't know how that's possible. Um, if you've been watching this show or you're in the automotive industry, actually, but um, they have been very instrumental in, they're both using Protractor. They both switched to Protractor. They've both been using Auto Vitals very successfully in helping us to kind of, um, you know, define and learn actually uh, some of the things that we're going to be talking about today, the power between those two systems. And without further ado, and I'm really excited to welcome this gentleman because I got to tell you, um, anytime I talk to somebody about this guy, I hear the same thing. What a nice guy. And he'll bend over backwards to help you, uh, any time of the day, whether he's outside or inside of his, uh, of his house and or office. Uh, welcome Scott Thorley from AMS. And Scott, you know, if you don't know Scott, Scott is, uh, kind of the American arm of, uh, protractor distribution and, um, you know, He's been, he was at our digital shop conference. He's out there, uh, you know, I see him everywhere, uh, kind of spreading the love, right? Helping folks to um, look at something new, leverage new technology to improve their shops. And of course, as always, I have my expert panel of experts joining us a little late. Welcome, <laughs> Bill and Uva. Good day. Hello. So gentlemen, Bill, let me ask you, uh, you know, you are, you are also knee deep in, in kind of, you know, the, the protractor and auto vitals integration and defining best practices as the senior digital shop trainer with auto vitals. What would you, what would, what would your biggest takeaway be for folks watching the show today? What would you want them to take away? So knee deep, I'm thinking I'm pretty much up to my <laughs> yeah, neck. Yeah, I was just, you know, I didn't want to but, give away all the secrets. So the biggest takeaway that I really want them to have is that leveraging, leveraging the two programs to work together, specifically using service packages to make sure that everything the technician recommends, properly documents, makes it to the estimation phase, gets presented to the customer, and lets the customer say yes or no. And this is one of the programs we can actually do this really quickly and also be able to measure the fact that it's being done or not done. So that's really what I want everybody to take away is put in the time, set things up properly, you know, lean on Scott to go ahead and make sure the right service packages are in there. 
and work with your auto vitals trainer to make sure you, you know, put it together and measure it. Yeah, that's fantastic. And Uva, from you, you know, you think every day about how we can improve efficiencies. And, and you know, working with guys like John and Adam uh, and folks in the Facebook forum and other users and Scott, um, what, what are you looking for the, these folks to take away today? Um, let me throw out a stat I started promoting probably five years ago in the industry and, and I was really shy doing it because it's such an incredible number. 66% of all technician findings are not sold. 66% of all technician findings are not sold. And so we were throwing, wow, is that really true? And then we, we, we started looking at this and, and service advisors are supermen. We said that so many times on this um, um, digital shop talk radio but they really spend a lot of time estimating. You know, so my personal estimate is it's about 60% of their time. And so anything we can do to shape up a substantial amount of that estimating time and get to the goal Bill was so nicely uh, summarizing is golden for every shop. And I would like the audience to get some tips and tricks of how to do that with the integration between Protractor and Autowatch. Yeah, you know, and that's a great point, right? Time is money. And time's a funny thing. You know, you can spend that time doing nothing. You can spend that time doing something. Or you can spend that time doing several things at once, right? Uh, in other words, really maximizing the time that you spend to get the most out of it. And when we convert that time into dollars uh, by empowering those service advisors and those technicians to spend more, uh, you know, get more done, do more things in the time that they're spending or not spending. If we can automate and, and provide a lot of that time that they would have normally spent to them. Would you, uh, John, uh, agree with kind of what Uva had summarized and was that a def finding factor and kind of what you were looking to do when you made that switch over to Protractor? Oh, most definitely. You know, it definitely was a deciding factor for us. You know, for me, the, when I looked back at it, you know, the, the biggest thing that a service advisor should be doing is selling. Yeah. That's the number one thing. That's what we pay them to do is they should be sell selling. And if they're sitting there estimating, 60% or I even think it could be even a little bit more than that of the time, they cannot sell. They cannot spend the time with those customers and develop those relationships properly to, to, to be able to sell. Yeah, Adam, and you know, wouldn't you say, you know, it kind of, it's a degrading, uh, and I don't, I don't mean it in a, you know, I'm degraded. It, it's a, let me say a declining return over time when you start to spend, the more time you spend estimating, and then if you don't make that conversion, if you don't make those sales, you start to spend less time estimating. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's definitely very true, um, is you allocate all this time to something that maybe doesn't turn out to be a success for you, and then you start thinking to yourself, like, God, that was frustrating. Like, I didn't get any reward off that. Um, but it's a trickle-down effect. It starts at the service miser estimating that stuff and not getting the sale. Then the technician starts saying, 
why am I inspecting these things so heavily? And then that trickles down to them. And it's just this whole like wave of bad work. <laughs> you know, I mean, let's just call it that. It, it is what it is. So, you know, if you spend as own shop owners, managers, whatever it might be, spend all this time uh, training your technicians to do a great quality inspection, you know, you can lose their interest pretty quick if your service advisors are then not estimating all that stuff out. So even the best trainer can, can have that happen to them. Um, Cause where's, where's the incentive, you know, if you're not getting those sales off it. Yeah. Yeah. And then it usually, you know, from, from being on the other side of the fence, a lot of times, then it usually uh, trickles down like this. It goes, gosh, I'm going to get my web provider on the phone and yell at him because I don't have enough cars. <laughs> so, you know, and that really is kind of what ends up happening is we start to think we need to rely on new customer acquisition and push in the front door uh, because all of this stuff is chaotic and messy and, 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 and it's inconsistent. Scott, from your perspective, where does Protractor really bring the meat when we're talking about efficiencies and you know i'm going to put you on the spot buddy uh give us some insight on well you know and i'm, I'm not gonna i guess i'm not gonna nail your feet to the floor right uh from that perspective but but there's probably some some systems out there that are integrating with protractor that are more efficient than others give us some perspective on um on how protractor kind of brings that value and then how it can be improved from some of your, of your vendor partners. So, uh, you know, the biggest thing, Tom, that I've seen from Protractor, you know, versus uh, other shop management systems, the way Protractor is designed is designed to put all the jobs on the ticket and then estimate, right? Where some of the other systems, you estimate one job at a time. And it's a, it's an incredibly efficient marriage with auto vitals because auto vitals allows the technician to do that inspection. And then you to push all those jobs onto the ticket at one time. So the combination of the tech finding all those jobs, pushing it over the ticket at one time, and then in protractor looking up all those jobs at once just makes the efficiency on that uh, just fantastic and faster than you could do it any other way. Yeah, and it really does. And, and to, you know, uh, Adam's point, that really is kind of sets that service advisor up to have a process in place that is successful and then they repeat it and it becomes consistent, right? The habit develops around it. Um, and before you know it, if you were to look at your old kind of process, especially back on paper, right, before all of us, uh, and compared those two things, the number of recs that make it to the estimate, the number of approvals that finally get approved, and the time that it takes to generate that stuff, uh, you you wouldn't uh, you couldn't it would be like throwing your iPhone in the drink and and going back to having a pager and driving around looking for a payphone or something, right? Uh, I mean that's really and and you know it's funny we iterate we kind of get these gains and we we find these benefits and then we we get used to them and we really don't look at, you know, what it was like to ride a horse before, right? <laughs> now that we're driving you know, down the highway. But, you know, uh, Scott, your point is, uh, couldn't be a better segue into what I want to bring up next. And Uva, if you could, um, I know you built us an infographic for today that really, I think, does a great job of kind of conceptualizing that process difference and uh, uh, showing the benefits of leveraging that protractor and auto vitals uh, technology because, and we'll get into the meat and potatoes here in a second, but there's some very specific 
practices that you use uh, through that integration that does exactly what Scott said, and that's put it all on the estimate first. So then um, you, you A, save that time, but then, you know, it's, it's hard to take that stuff off, right? You have to start to cherry pick and actually physically go in and start to delete stuff. And, uh, well, and that's easy to identify in your operation. Uh, Uva, if you could, uh, Dustin, maybe if you could show the um, uh, Uva's infographic uh, for the audience. And uh, Uva, if you could give us kind of a, an overview and rundown of, of this, uh, this timeline. Thank you, yeah, for sure. Um, so what I try to capture in one picture is on the left, the traditional way of getting inspections done by the technician. And on the right, the way how we propose and recommend to protractor and auto vitals users. And, and so you see on the left-hand side, a typical inspection with no setup of any service packages um, is the tech enters a condition and sometimes the technician enters a recommendation or sometimes the tech doesn't even enter a recommendation right the service advisor is then responsible for checking the technician's conditions and recommendations and as scott described go down the list condition by condition, recommendation by recommendation, and select the corresponding jobs. Verifies the parts for each recommendation, skips a few. We just talked about the psychological reason for that, but constantly under time pressure, service advisors try to identify the biggest bang for the buck and identify the things they don't want to estimate uh, because they don't think they have the time or sometimes the skill to educate and sell. And that can take any time from 35 minutes to whatever the inspection results might be, because it's a constant iteration on looking at the inspection result, identifying the right job at the parts if they're not already defined, verify the availability, and iterate through uh, going down the work order. And that can take time. And, and the skips a few is really one of those psychological things we should not ignore because um, it's, it's not a complete estimate, very clearly. And on the right-hand side, if the recommendations are already set up as service packages on the inspection sheet and set up in the point of sale and by configuration available on the tablet. That's all the technician does. They, they just hit the condition and the condition corresponds to a recommendation. And once the inspection has hit the service advisor's desk, he does just one thing, update work order, one button. And then depending on how the service packages are set up, um, sometimes vehicle specific parts need to get added and verified. Um, and, and to Scott's point, that's one button press. And so the estimate is done. And that frees up a tremendous amount of time 
so in this case here, at least um, 10 to 20 minutes, but really depending on the individual case, it can be more. And so it doesn't, if you could scroll a little bit more, the, the overall benefit is the time savings can now free up the service advisor to focus on the customer. The approval rate goes up because um, more has been estimated, more thoroughly estimated. The technician's confidence in an inspection increases. And we say, if you assume that a job is at least like $80 to estimate, like a cabin air filter or something like this, you can have um, easily a revenue gain of $2,000 a day just by configuring your tools properly and use the combination, use the integration in Protractor and other wireless. Well, that's a bold claim. <laughs> so John, is. John is, is, is Uva full of beans? I mean, no. because, because seriously, um, you know, 10 to 20 minute time savings per estimate is, is that's nothing to sneeze at. No, he's not. I'll tell you a, a brief story here real quick. About a year ago, um, my uh, shop foreman challenged me to, to be able to write an estimate under a certain amount of time frame on it. And this was a late 2000s Hyundai. I think it needed a time and belt tires and a bunch of other maintenance stuff. The, the total estimate was about $2,500. So from the time he hit submit to, and then I had to edit the inspection, bring everything over and then, you know, write the estimate up. I had four minutes to do it. You know, granted that's, I'm not normal. You know, people in my shop call me a robot on this, but you know, I did it in like three minutes and 38 seconds or something like that. And it was a $2,500 ticket, you know, in that amount of time frame. So, I mean, it can be done. Like I said, that's not normal. Most people, I would say that'd probably be about a 10 minute estimate in Protractor. Um, so, like I said, that's, he's not full, who was not full of it when he about talking about that time saving at all. But even yeah, still, I mean, John, is how like your prior point of sale system, if that's three minutes and 38 seconds or something like uh, that. It would have been at least a 10 to 15 minute job yeah. for me, at least, if not more. Exactly. Like it's, yeah, so, I mean, you know, we're even improving the time that, that Protractor's already giving you. Um, we can get it done even faster. So, Scott, let me ask you, though, uh, because the, the key to all that is that Protractor supports robust kits, pa uh, packages, yeah? Correct. Yeah, you, you, you can set up those packages, you can map them to the auto vitals inspection sheets. So, it, you know, we've done a lot uh, working with uh, Bill and the team at auto vitals there to make sure our database that we start with has a lot of that already canned for you. So it's, it's as little work as possible for the shop. Um, but you need, you know, you get that mapping right. And like I said, it's just automatic. The tech picks the recommendation, automatically ties to the job, click update work order, that job shows up on the ticket. Yeah, and there is some work, you know, it's not going to happen overnight, you do have to put some work in, but it's one of those things that once you put the work in, you take advantage of it for, you know, forever. Um, and, and that, you know, pennies turn into dollars, you know, that time adds up, that ability, it's really, it's returning opportunity to you, right? Because now, once you save that time, well, now you get to sell it. And so it's the ability for you to, and that's where we really, you know, we've talked a lot about this, and it's been 
it, it's taken, of course, you know, it has to get proven. We have to be able to point somewhere and say, see. Um, but that is exactly what we've been kind of talking about. It's not just a digital inspection. We take that and really focus on how to make it as most efficient, pull away a lot of the busy extra steps that a lot of people do by relying on antiquated processes even or multiple systems. And then find, of course, you know, critical to that is, is a technology like Protractor that supports the ability to, to really leverage that technology to the, to the, you know, well, to the, I guess, to the degree that we're able to jointly, you know, we could do so much more. Matter of fact, Uva, would you speak to that a little bit if you could kind of, because I know it's a frustrating, it's, it's something, you know, Uva would have had this done 10 years ago if you could have. Um, and it's and it's a point of frustration because you want to run, you want to sprint, and a lot of times outside factors kind of drag you back, and and you got a slow crawl sometimes, right? Uh, we had to lock, knock on a lot of doors to get some of this stuff done. Uh, if you could speak to us Uva, a little bit about um, what's possible, right? What what's the next? What's on the horizon a little bit? I mean, Scott said it already if there was a chance for us to standardize service packages, um, my dream is basically we deliver a library with the integration at onboarding. Done, right? I mean, I don't know. And it becomes standardized. Oh, it, it becomes standardized. Nobody wants just, to, yeah, nobody let me wants just to clarify. Repeat, yeah, if I may, nobody wants to repeat John being on a Saturday at Vision at a hotel and sitting three hours <laughs> preparing his service packages before he goes live on Monday, right? Yeah, it was, it was probably a little bit more than that. It was like every night at Vision for for several hours. Um, you know, but it was well worth trouble. it. The, you know, putting the time up front is well worth worth it on the backside. And, and let me just clarify. So we've we've solved a lot of that, right? So our default database for Auto Vitals now has. 95% of the jobs that you need already coded the way you need it. So, so we've saved a lot of that setup time that John had to go through. So right. it, it's just the, you know, it's the 5% now, um, not the, you don't have to, you don't have to map everything. You have to map that extra 5%. Yeah. And, and saved a, saves a lot of that time. So, so in other words, at vision, John could have caught two parties instead of missing them all. <laughs> I don't think I missed any party still. <laughs> okay, good deal. Yeah, you know, that's just about time management, right? And priorities. Hey, uh, Bill, you know, we've been talking about all this awesome whiz-bang uh, technology. Can you show us what it looks like? Well, I believe I can. Let me see if I can get the technology to work here and find my screen. Well, I mean, you're out there in the bushes. I don't know how you're going to get any. I don't even know how you got signal to get on this show. It's like you're on... That's a, mountain a very good question. Uh, that's the slippery slope you're talking about that people go down when they don't use the process <laughs> yeah. properly. There it is. The, the door to the slippery slope is right behind Bill. He just tosses you right out of it. So can I make the assumption that you can see my screen? We can see you. Yep. And that's probably an ugly sight, but that's okay. We're going to go and fix that. All perspective, young man. And so what I wanted to do is I just wanted to go over here to a work order that's actually in Protractor that we actually you know, set out there for a technician. So this is the work order that was originally written. It had an inspection on it, an oil change, and a wheel alignment. So this is what went out to the technician. And then what we're going to do is we're going to let that technician do his inspection. And I'm going to go and close this back out, and I'm going to switch over to a today's vehicle page. 
or at least that's my plan. I'm gonna go ahead and open this inspection up by going in and clicking on this link. And so this is the inspection that came in from the technician and you can see the service riders, they've done their job, they've already added it. And as we go down this list, you can see that they've got the, a lot of conditions here and each of these conditions has got a recommendation for the technician that needs to be done. And so you can see the technician, he hasn't totaled this vehicle, but he's done his job. He's righteously documented everything needs to be done. I'm gonna change this over to creating an estimate. I'm gonna go ahead and press the button that says work order update. It's gonna go ahead and push them all to Protractor and it should give me a message here in a minute, okay. And now what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna switch back over to Protractor and I'm gonna go ahead and open that repair order back up. And everything that that technician did, so first of all, he marked the inspection done. So it's brought it in, it's marked it green. It's brought in the link for the inspection. But more importantly, it's brought in all his recommendations along with notes and if you configure shop, the links to the images and inspection and so on. So there is no way to go ahead and get a one-on-one -on -one relationship between what the technician recommends, get it to the management system. And from there, that's where we let Protractor take over. They can hit the catalog button at the top or they can click on one line at a time and look up the parts if um, additional parts have to be sourced. So that's uh, some pretty cool stuff. Yeah, and if you can, for folks, you know, maybe somebody who's looking at Protractor and they're in here, uh, what, would, what would that look like without Auto Vitals? Or maybe I'm using, you know, another inspection. It seems to me like most of the other inspection programs push it straight to the inspections tab instead of the RO. So they'll push it to the inspection tab or a sub-estimate. But sub there's, yeah, there's none of them that actually go ahead and bring it in where so these service packages and Protractor are really configured to where that if it doesn't go in and identify the exact parts, it gives the service advisor a kind of a template to know that, you know, they should add an air filter to it or, you know, for hood strokes, they should go ahead and add parts and so on. So these uh, service packages and templates that are actually built in Protractor are, are really advanced and they, they're really designed to go and take a service rider and take a lot of the thinking away from them and just kind of automate the process. And so, and that's, you know, a service, other systems have got labor codes that we can go and import, but not really the ability to do this. So, and then if they don't have labor codes we can import, then this is where, you know, the service rider is gonna have to go ahead and, and switch back over here to the manager or auto vitals and go ahead and look down the list and say, okay, I need to go in here and I need to go ahead and add a, you know, a, cabin air filtered labor, then I got to look up the part, then I got to scroll down and look in the other one. And over a period of time, it just, you know, becomes painful. So to me, you know, when I'm working with a shop, I'm always encouraging them to take the most pain-free way that I can measure. And, um, you know, this is one of them. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Hey, Adam, so for folks that, you know, probably maybe not taking advantage of the uh, packages like that, um, what, what would you say to them? What would you say is things that you know you know you need to make sure that you uh, focus on and get get right, and and kind of what are some things maybe that you learned uh, that they should avoid? Um, so, as far as like working within Protractor, things they yeah, should getting, avoid. Getting your yeah, getting your kits to be to the, or your packages to the point where you have to do the least amount of fingerprinting after you import uh, as possible. Yeah, exactly. Um, 
not to do the exact same thing that Bill just did, <laughs> but uh, I spent a bit of time prepping for this. So can I do basically the exact same? Is that cool? <laughs> All right. Because um, the thing is, is like there's so many features within Protractor that are, there's a catalog um, that you go through and the look up. And Scott is huge about showing people how you look up that information and then not just like look up one individual part, you look up every piece of it. So I believe you should be able to see my screen now, correct? Again, yeah. Okay. Um, so as far as everything goes, I look at this process and I think John does as well and, and, and absolutely grab into this as, as much as you want to as John and Scott and, and everybody. But as far as like the way that we used to do things is the service advisor bid out every job. You'd have your conditions, recommended actions and everything. It almost, if you have it set up correctly, it almost starts the bidding process in the technician's hands. And why I say that is you have all these conditions and you have these recommended actions. And if you have it set up correctly from AutoBios and Protractor, 90% of the jobs that come over are going to have a labor time in there. They're potentially already going to have parts pricing and a placeholder and all those things already. And I'll show you how here. So standard inspection, um, battery below 60% state of health recommended action um, that everybody's kind of used to. If you click a condition and pre-fills in a recommended action and so on and so forth. So as Bill had said, um, there's an update VIN odometer button. I always get used to hitting that. That brings over the VIN number and all that stuff and then update work order. And the way that this started as, this is in my name, um, the way that this started at is just oil change and level one inspection. And save and close back out of it and then hit the update work order button and go back into that vehicle and within 10 seconds, everything that that inspection was in there brought over. And we have our packages set up where the pricing and everything is completely in there. Um, this one has a transmission service kit that's been radial for a flush. And the only thing we have to look up then is that inventory on the transmission fluid, which Protractor has some great utility um, stuff for that. 5W30, ATF types, all those things. There's a great catalog that's quick access up in the corner. Um, but mainly like that stuff being brought over there, like our pricing and our labor and everything is already brought there. So you could almost take this ticket without even looking up the air filter exactly. There's pricing already built in there and hand that to the customer. And within 10 seconds, that stuff from the inspection report is brought over there and priced out. We are in the habit, though, of always going through there and looking it up. Um, where I love Protractor is the catalog lookup. You can look up everything, like one thing individually, and it's going to look up just that transmission fluid. Or you can highlight the whole package and then do catalog lookup. And it'll go to, like, your inventory here. And as you go through the list, it jumps from like transmission fluid to air filter. So now you get in your air filters and you choose, okay, I want that one and you apply it. And then it jumps to the next one and it goes to battery. Okay, I want that one and apply it. And then you go to cabin air filter. Okay, now I wanna switch my vendor to O'Reilly's and go to that one and apply it. And it's jumping from piece to piece to piece as opposed to adding job at a time, job at a time, job at a time. Back it so, out and then reopen it and back out. And exactly, exactly. So it's really, really efficient. So 
Uh, yeah, that. And then you come back over and, and there you are. And the catalog lookup for labor is in there. And it's just, it's really, really quick. So that was brought over from the inspection within 10 seconds or so. And then you're bidding that thing out. And even though I'm talking through it, maybe that's under 60 seconds kind of thing. If you were literally just doing it as an advisor where that might take 10 minutes in a different program. So that's and kind so, of the basics and, of it. And so then, you, um, is it just your counter sale items that you have pricing in on there, or, or are you are you really expanding that out to add it into to most of your um, can jobs? So I think you know some of this is like the way we do it within our shop, but then some of it's the way the system works. Um, and why I say that is, over the years we've evolved into. Um, instead of the technician saying, I have a valve cover gasket leaking, I have a uh, oil pan gasket leaking, and then, then have, have them having that on the inspection, we've turned that into every time it's a degrease. Um, so that way you can just have a preset degrease price at 50, 60, 70 bucks or whatever. And then that is what your inspection click or your technician clicks on from the inspection. And then that's what's brought over. So then you put it back in the servicizer's hand to say, okay, this is what we do as part of our process. If that piece is bought by the customer, now we do the degrease, which is probably the proper way of doing it anyway, and you're not having them waste all that time of, of putting together a valve cover gasket estimate, oil pan gasket estimate, and all those things, and spending those extra minute, two minute, three minute type deals, they go into a degrease, they sell a degrease, and now you know that the customer is actually interested in the oil leaks. It, by no means do I not want to price out things and give the customer every piece of information, but there's no way that our shop and John's shop and others could go through the car counts that we are without making these things more efficient. Um, that's both on the tech side and on the service advisor side. Yeah, or skipping it, or just not even bothering to, to um, estimate it. Yep, so I would say 90% of that stuff that comes over from the inspection already has a preset price in there. Why is, I mean, your power steering fluid flush, we have two options. We have a standard power steering fluid flush, and then we have one that's called a global. The globals are like, you know, your Mercedes, your BMWs, this and that, the standards is the other one. And the pricing is built as a standard platform, and then the technicians know that I'm working on this vehicle, it needs a standard. I'm working on this one, it needs a global. So they choose which one they need, and then that's what pricing is brought over. Um, another thing that's great with so Protractor. We build in the estimate. They are, yeah, yeah. And another thing that's great about Protractor and the way that Auto Vitals integrates with it is um, going back to the inspection is the technician had, let's see here, front end quick check. We do things like this too, is um, the video, we don't, not that we don't want to take a video of every single thing that's on there, but that part of it, you can have your inspection set up where you do, um, you have your technician like go to that individual outer tire end every single time and have another person grab the camera as they load test or whatever. But what we've been getting in the habit of doing is just shake the wheel. Like that's a better representation of what actually is going on with the vehicle. And then if you show them a ball joint that they don't know what they're looking at. So, you know, when you can show like, hey, this is what's loose and this is why we need to check into it further. Now we sell our level two inspection, which is actually load testing it. We know the customer's interested about those things and actually wants to fix them because they've committed to spend a little bit of money to do a level two inspection. And then now we spend a little more time doing videos and getting further into it and then building that you know, bigger, bigger estimate once we know they have that commitment. Um, at that point, 
I have a couple level two items put on there is a left front outer tired end and then alignment loose components found on inspection will need alignment when those items are done. Some of these things are just like to make building an estimate easier so that you're not just bringing a tie rod end over, you're, bring, you're having the technician say, because of this tie rod, I'm gonna need an alignment also. So that information was brought over um, here, tie rod and alignment. So I didn't have to go back in add a service package, type in alignment, bring it over, add and close, and bring it over that way. Like even just that, if that's five or 10 seconds, by having it in the technician's hands, I pretty much guarantee you the technician has more time to click on those things than the service visor does up front. So by keeping it in their hands, it just helps the service visor build the estimate. Um, that tired end job that's there, a great thing that Auto Vitals brings over to Protractor is those conditions and notes it says left front outer tire end so we can have just one base service package of tie rod and then i can go in there and do a catalog lookup rather than having like an outer tire end an inner tire end an upper ball joint a lower ball joint you can have one service package and then look up that piece and by having that note in there i don't need to go back in here and say left front outer tie rod you know, just those extra little notes that the service visor makes makes notes on, it's already brought over there and, and doing that already. So there's just little pieces like that that are time savers and it's five seconds here and it's 10 seconds there, but it's huge in the grand scheme of things. Oh, that is brilliant. And I mean, it empowers your techs. I mean, one of the biggest challenges, this is an age old challenge uh, in, in independent aftermarket, well, everywhere, right? Anywhere you get techs uh, that uh, have to sell through a service writer. Uh, is that they, their job ends at that last check mark on that piece of paper. After that, I mail it off and I hope and I wish and I dream and I click my heels together, whatever you do, you know, whatever voodoo ritual you go through in your shop to try to, you know, hope to get work. And, and, and that gets stale over time. Here's a concept where it says, no, uh, technician, you are fully in control and empowered to use the expertise that we're paying you to use uh, to find and recommend and even, you know, and, and add those notes and uh, information and prioritizations uh, and detail um, that A, helps the service advisor to actually get that stuff approved. But then as you just saw, really eliminates a lot of the back and forth and then because a lot of that stuff isn't just yeah i gotta go here and click here again a lot of it also is let me walk out into the shop and talk to this guy and figure out what he really meant and come back and then click the stuff uh and all of that goes out the window john what would you say from a text perspective because we've been talking a lot about the service rider but this is a really great point on empowering that technician through that digital inspection and you know being able to set up such so much it's 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 almost like you know uh, it's almost just like a pre-built checklist that he walks through in other words you don't really need to spend a lot of time thinking about it because the information's there for you and you just make your selections from your observation what are some of the best practices that you've been working on implementing in uh at shirts automotive uh, to get those texts to be able to produce the first time the best possible, you know, draft of the story. 
Well, the thing that we did was, you know, going back through our inspection and making sure, you know, if they select a condition, it's automatically going to select the proper action. So they don't even have to choose the action. That's, that's already set up and that's ready to go. You know, so they can just, you know, like going back to the tie rod, they can say loose tie rod end and it's automatically going to select the package to, to replace that tie rod end. You know, just going through and taking the time to properly set up your inspection that way. And I know um, we had a question, you know, from Jose, you know, how long it took us. Well, you know, unfortunately, since I was a guinea pig, like Scott said, um, you know, for me, it took me a lot longer than probably what it does uh, people nowadays to set those, set that up. You know, for me, it was probably easily 20 hours minimum uh, at the initial get go. And then, you know, as auto vitals has evolved, you know, I've evolved with it and we've redone our inspection a couple of different times, um, you know, since then. So, I mean, we've got, uh, you know, conservatively, I'd probably say at least 50 hours into building our inspection the way it is now. Um, on it and Adam's shaking his head yes and smiling because he, he knows he's he's right there with me I'm sure or pretty close to it um, you know but the 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 thing that I want to emphasize is spend that time you know don't think of it as wasted time to set it up because it's going to help everybody in the process including your techs because your techs are going to like it because they can get through the inspection faster and they don't have to think okay if I choose this condition what action should I choose it's automatically set up you don't have to go back and forth on that yeah, and that's actually one of the challenges to adoption because it's so different than, you know, checking a box on a piece of paper. And so, you know, then, then you get this drop down and oh my gosh, and some guys, yeah, they'll get kind of, you know, over, you know, analysis paralysis, right, yep. uh, is what happens. And this is one of those things that just eliminates that. It really, use your, your talent, you know, make the right observation, let the system make the determination, the solution. Um, and then populate everything that you need and you just follow the process, right? You go here, then you go here and you take the picture and you, and, and now, I mean, notes populate, you know, you just make your recommendation, just make your observation and take a picture of what you observed um, and the system. And then the service advisor is just so much better prepared uh, as we've seen to not only efficiently um, uh, estimate that information and provide it in a way to your customer, to the motorist that makes it a no-brainer, easy to understand, right? I don't have to go Google it. I don't have to think about it. Um, I can plan how I want to take care of, you know, some of those bigger tickets over time. Uh, and so I get the exit schedule on the back end. Um, uh, but also, you know, it becomes consistent, right? It, it, it just starts to happen that way all the time. And that's really the key for what a lot of people are. And matter of fact, it doesn't matter what season it is. It doesn't matter how busy you are. The process is the process. Follow it each and every time and you'll get those consistent benefits. So can I go ahead and, and help alleviate some of um, Adam and, um, and uh, John's pain that they had when they set theirs up? Because if a shop changes the protractor now from what they're using, Scott's going to dump them service packages in there by default. Auto Vitals, when we set up your shop, we got inspection sheets that are already pre-mapped we're going to drop in there so you're not going to start out with the the work right from day one if you want to go rogue and go ahead and develop your own stuff later on by all means but you don't have to do all this work from day one now with the tools that auto vitals and ams protractor have put in place as a team 
Yeah, for sure. And I mean, if you're saving 10, 15 minutes per, per estimate, and you make them 50 hours up pretty quick anyway. And that doesn't even calculate the added sales, right? So uh, that's it's worth it. Investment. I mean, yeah. it's a lot of time, but I would say John and myself or whoever else is doing it would not take that time back and put right. it towards something else. It's so, mm -hmm. so worth it. Right. Well, you know, I kind of want to shift gears um, and I want to talk metrics, right? I want to start to uh, talk about, you know, this is all great. Now, all this stuff we're talking about sounds fantastic. And um, I mean, you've seen it, uh, you know, so it's one of those things, you know, you got to see it to believe it. But for your individual operation, I, I would really like to get into kind of how can I monitor? How do I know that it's working? How do I know that that efficiency is improving? And I'm still able to maintain my car count. And I'm still able to grow my uh, approval rate and, um, um, you know, some of my other top line metrics that I'm driving to grow my business. Uh, is there anything else that maybe we might have missed or you guys wanted to talk about, you know, as it comes to kind of that inter interaction uh, in estimate creation um, segment? Just the only thing I would add is kind of echoing the same thing that Uva said, like he hit the nail on the head as far as $2,000 revenue a day. Like it sounds huge, but it is a hundred percent spot on. Um, I think he created a chart and then I created a quick little reference there too of like whether you're a shop that's doing a hundred cars a week or whether you're a shop that's doing 50 cars a week, you take an 80 or a hundred dollar type item and it can turn into two grand in gross profit a day. Not only just revenue, like literally two grand in gross profit for a 50 car shop that can be a thousand dollars in gross profit. And then, um, for a little extra credit, me being anal, as I start thinking about the parts that we're selling and the rebates that we're getting and the Napa Autocare stuff and the this and that and the 8% here and the 10% there on the cost of the parts that I bought, like that's not even just thinking about the rebates on top of the sales revenue. So there's just, I mean, spend the time to do it. This is this is the things that sets the shops apart that are going to have an owner that's there working 60, 70 hours a week doing the service visor, trying to be the tech and everything like that to where you can come on a radio program, like four out of every six weeks for an hour and a half and talk your head off with all these great people because <laughs> you have that flexibility because now you, you know, created a revenue stream that allows you to do the things you should be doing as opposed to, cranking wrenches and you know working with every single customer so it's just it's so worth it spend the time and don't let him fool you after the show he's gonna go fishing <laughs> yeah <laughs> i still work quite a bit but yeah it's it's uh, it's it's now i'm thinking about like ways of doing things better and not like working within you know they say that work on the business than in the business and it's like you know, people, you want to roll your eyes whenever you hear it because it's like, God, I hear that all the time. I hear that all the time. Then you get to this point, you're like, Yeah, I should have, I should have listened a lot earlier. <laughs> uh, and, and, believe me, I man, I know. And there's a lot of people in the audience right now going, oh, I hate that guy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. He's on that show all the time. And just <laughs> shut up already. Just like, can you leave? <laughs> so, we want, we want more Bill. But. <laughs> But, but so, can, so, so, so I have a question. Is fishing the new code word for car racing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, yeah. Definitely. No, I was going to throw that in too, but that's happening on the weekend, buddy. That happens on the weekend. 
And uh, the sure. further Adam's point, uh, it's also not uh, just about the revenue. It's also about the, the customer service that you can you know, provide your clients, you know, because if they, if your advisors have, you know, more time to talk to them, you're going to develop those lifelong clients and you're not going to be just a one and done client. So, I mean, it's, it's that revenue over the lifetime and not just that one time or that one monthly sp spot, you know, they're going to, be more apt to, you know, leave great Google reviews for you. You know, I mean, that's one thing we've seen a huge increase in is our Google reviews have just exploded um, because our advisors have more time to build those relationships and, and cultivate them. And don't we, don't we just care about doing a good job anyway? I mean, like that's, that's our goal is like, is, is a good job um, taking a check engine like diagnostic, telling them that a camp shaft position sensor is bad and then send them out the door? Or is it a good job taking the wheels off there and actually taking a look at brakes and saying there's a ball joint loose because they had no idea? Um, and then is a good job, you know, stopping at that point and saying like, here's your inspection and saying, here's all these things as they look at it, like, hopefully they can take it in because you did a good job editing inspection, all that stuff. But if you don't end up giving the pricing, all it is is information that goes into one ear and back out the other, and there's nothing to take action on. So to me, a good job is literally all of those phases and doing it every single time. And if you focus on just doing a good job, the revenue, the this and that, the reviews, they kind of start to just come in because that's what your focus is, is doing that good job. Yep. It's organic. Hey, Scott, I got a quick question from you from um, uh, Jeff Newtonboom uh, in the audience. And he's asking, how are the uh, past inspections accessed in Protractor? Yeah, so because AutoVitals pushes that information in when, when you're looking at the screens from Bill or from Adam, you notice there were links in for each of those lines. So you pull up any historical invoice and you've got the link right there to access the past inspection. And I think you can also do access those past inspections from within AutoVitals once that customer comes back. But even in Protractor, it's saved with the invoice, so it's very easy to access. Yeah, yeah, there's a link in there. You just click on it and wham, bam. Thank you, ma'am. Um, really easy thing, too, is the deferred work with the way that shows up there where you can see that at any point is clicking on the deferred work at the top. It's it's dated. There's the deferral notes and everything like that is all there. Um, so anytime you can you can click and queue that up. Yeah. And, and services so on the tablet for the tech as well includes mm -hmm. the inspection link, right? So it's the whole shop, not just yeah. service advisor. So one of the things I commonly see shops do is when they do an inspection, they try and use it as a, it, to diagnose the vehicle. And I really kind of like what Adam said earlier is that, look, you know, we want to sell that testing time. So we have things in there like, you know, degrease engine. We've got things like AC performance tests and things like that. And so my question is, is I've got a lot of shops that go in and have other inspection sheets they use to go in and build value into that testing time through pictures and so on, are you using any additional inspection sheets or you just use the one main one? Yeah, good question. Um, yeah, we use the one main one, but then we have different levels of the main one. So the guys know like the first column is like what we call our level one and that's your standard courtesy check of fluid checks and light checks and so on and so forth. Then we have like our level two, which is the load test and the steering suspension, taking the wheels off there and doing the brake inspection. So depending on which phase we go to, that's how in depth an inspection we go to. And that's that basic part of it. Um, I would say there's more stuff on the level two inspection that actually requires a lookup, you know, for labor and parts and everything like that. Whereas the courtesy check stuff is 
it's literally 90 to 95% of it is all pre-priced in there. Um, it is easy to look up with the catalog lookup, but nonetheless, just to make it quick, uh, we also do too is we have like little timestamps built into it. And this is um, tip of the cap to Auto Vitals for giving us the ability to do so is based off of conditions and recommended actions, there will be alerts that come through that says uh, air filters marked dirty. If it's good, there's no alert that's gonna come through. If it's dirty, it's gonna give us an alert. Um, if we get to the point at which everything is done on that level one inspection, there's one note um, about like, thank you for coming in today. And it's just like a timestamp of the progress that the technicians at some shops will maybe think that that's a great thing to add some won't but it just gives us like little spots even though we only have one inspection for everything it gives a timestamp as to where we are then when you hit that update work order button what i love is our prior um, point of sale system it took a long time to bring everything all over and then if you had already brought it over and then you queued it up to update work order again it would bring that job in again so you'd have like two air filters or two ball joint jobs or this and that. Now we can hit the update work order button once that air filter is marked as dirty because the alert came through and then it brings it over the work order. And now if they're still doing the rest of the inspection and we have that level two phase and they find breaks, sure, yeah, we can hit the update work order button again and then it updates the newest point in which their progress is. But that service visor, like they have downtime eliminate that downtime and make it less stressful for them by allowing them to start bidding those jobs out when they have the time to do so. Then once the technician find, you know, does the final submit and, and it's all good to go, hit that update work order button one more time and you know everything is brought over at that point. Um, also too is like when they've completely submitted it, if you have that big long 15 service package, $3,500 estimate, everything can kind of melt together a little bit. So those green bars that are brought over to mark the progress of what's already done helps the service visor also to say, all right, I'm done to this point. Here's the other items that I got to try to sell or I got to bid out or whatever. Yeah, a little workflow management even inside the RO. Yeah, <laughs> for hey, sure. I got a great, uh, real quick, I got a great question from Jose Anchieta. Um, and he's asking, what is a benchmark uh, what would you guys say? And I actually want to know, has that increased from, you know, and, and how much has it increased by, but what's a good benchmark for number of ROs that a single service advisor should be able to process in a single day? And he's saying 10 to 15 question mark. I think it just depends on your shop setup. Um, you know, it's, you know, as you know, I don't want to really get into this too much because it, it, we're kind of getting off topic, but you know, we, you know, our service advisors don't write up the estimates. I've got a separate production guy that writes up, you know, all of our estimates. Um, you know, so my advisors can probably handle a little bit more just because they're not spending all that time writing those up. I've got a separate person that does all that, you know, so yeah, they could probably handle 10 a day, 12 a day with ease. And then they start and they've got tons and tons of time to develop those relationships. My general rule of thumb that I learned through ATI was an hour per vehicle per day is you know what one person can do so if you have a service advisor production manager you know you got to plan on each of them is going to have a half hour into it and still an hour to take that job from start to finish and it seems like a lot of time but that's you know the initial phone call two days ago to set up today's appointment and all those things so i plan off an hour however 
my goal, like with Auto Vitals help and Protractors help and everything, is actually to like make that process where you could do it in a half hour to create that much more flexibility and time to sell jobs and spend time and so on and so forth. So even though an hour might be, you know, the standard time, I guess you could say, we're still trying to go for a lot less than that. So now you can take instead of ten vehicles a day, maybe you can take twenty. You know, for for a service advisor that really knows Auto Vitals, really knows Protractor. Um, you know, I feel myself, I could actually take four technicians, being the service advisor, production manager, myself, talk to every customer, do it from start to finish on 20 vehicles, you know, and, and I think I could do that. It would be overwhelming to do it consistently day in and day out, but you actually could do it with how Auto Vitals has it set up and how that marriage with Protractor works. Yeah, that's fantastic. Um, real quick too, I got a, a question from Carlos Contreras and he's asking both of you, what what, what point of sale were you on before and how hard was it to convert? You know, that million dollar question right there. Well, both Adam and I were on the, the same point of sale system before. We were both on our rider. Um, for me, it was not hard at all to convert, nor for my team, it was not hard at all. Um, you know, it's uh, my team says, you know, we had probably one of the most successful launch days uh, in the history of, of converting from one one system to another, you know, it was just a smooth, easy transition. But it was also because I spent the time in the in the setup process, which a lot of people now don't have to do because of, you know, what, you know, Uva, Bill and Scott have done in, in that setup process. Um, but yeah, for us, it was pretty easy and seamless. Same for us. Um, as far as before, you know, going into it, um, John, I'm sure you share the same sentiment. Scott, what is the commission program that we're talking about for, you know, lining this all up? Is there, is there another? <laughs> <laughs> so no, legitimately, like it was, we were our writer. Um, the times that like our service advisor saved and, and then how quickly the tickets back, get back. Like I can't imagine going backwards to what we had before and not wanting to pull my hair out. Um, there's things that it doesn't necessarily have anything to do with auto vitals, but there's things of review service packages where our writer before you had to like click and convert to estimate and then go from estimate back to work order where now it's like literally unchecking a box, checking a box. Like I, as a shop owner, but prior service visor and still service visor sometimes literally having that one feature, I would never change to any other system unless it had that feature. Like that is the everything with the inspections and what auto vitals does is awesome but having that feature as well is equally as great <laughs> like you just you have it's 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 a no-brainer i would never switch if they didn't have that. everything else is gravy it is it is it a hundred percent is and i like gravy so you know i was supposed to talk bcp um i was supposed to talk metrics and I know we're at the top of the hour, but I want to, uh, if we can, uh, at least give some people the takeaway there and they can go in and kind of figure it out, you know, and get started. Then we can kick it over to Facebook uh, and give some uh, deeper guidance. Uva, what, uh, from your perspective, what would be the KPIs that you would recommend folks are paying attention to? when they're making kind of this conversion, whether they're on Protractor and Auto Vitals now and just not fully taking advantage of those kits, uh, the packages we've been talking about, or uh, they're already doing it, what should they be looking out for? I think three KPIs are important. How many deferred jobs got created out of the estimate building and the interaction with the customer? 
how many recommendations given by the tech made it to the estimate. Right with this tool, it should be 100%. So the service advisor needs to take them off. Right. Uh, to not have 100%. And then, of course, the, the million dollar question, how many items on the estimate get sold? But those are the three KPIs. Is that kind of what, uh, Adam and John, is that kind of what you guys are, are looking at? Uh, I mean, you know, this is old stuff for you by now, but I'm sure you probably monitor it just to make sure that, you know, uh, everything's staying uh, consistent, yeah? Oh, yeah. It, you know, I, I look at tickets daily. You know, it's just a part of my process as an, as an owner um, to go through and just kind of review audit stuff. But, yeah, it's making sure everything gets on there is the biggest thing because, you know, a lot of people think, you know, 50-50 sales ratio, you know, 50 cent approved, you know, and 50% decline is the industry norm. But let's not fool yourself. When you make this switch, you're going to probably see a lot different rates. It's probably going to go to 40% approved and 60% declined or maybe even a little bit higher just yeah. because everything is now getting on that ticket. You know, just for, you know, quick, uh, you know, story here. Well, not really a story, but just last month, you know, we did almost $300,000 in sales my approval rate was only 30% and we had a $650 ARO. So, you know, am I going to complain to my service advisors that they need to sell more because they only had a 30% approval rate with a 650 ARO? I don't think so. You know, but you, you, you may have be, see it as 64 or 40, 60, um, but you know, the 50 50, I don't think is the industry norm anymore. In my opinion, if you actually are doing everything right and properly, and, and if I may, of course, um, I think what's more important is the trend, right? So you introduce a new system, you start religiously measuring the metric and then you see an improvement that's way more important than just going for a whatever industry standard or other number right. because if the improvement is solid and becomes second nature you can just extrapolate where you're going to land right? mm -hmm. and, and and so it's really initially more important to watch how the new behavior gets second you know becomes second nature than anything else i mean do you agree john and adam Oh, yeah, I, I definitely agree. You know, it's you know, looking for that trend. You know, it's we definitely did it when we made the switch is looking for that trend going, you know, upwards as far as our ARO because we knew we were putting more on there. You know, other things were going down just because we were putting more on there. But you're looking for those trends. And right. I'm not really concerned about the industry norm. It's what can our shop do and how well can we do it? And I think, you know, we've been successful in doing both of those things. Um, you know, and our numbers show it overall, you know. No, yeah. that, that's that's it, right? You're carving your own path. You're setting standards, right? You're setting those standards, right? It's, it's just, I mean, there wouldn't be Olympics, right? If you weren't trying to break that uh, last guy's record, you know, um, and make a new one. Um, Scott, I, I got a quick question for you before we got to get out of here. You know, uh, there's a lot of strong metrics in the business summary inside of Protractor as well. And I know a lot of shops uh, are finding a lot of value in combining, kind of taking some of those uh, kind of high level metrics and then, doing kind of the digging in and the research and uh, looking at the behavioral 
kind of how did we get to this point inside of the business control panel in auto vitals, what would you say is kind of your biggest differentiating value uh, uh, between other systems out there and what you guys are doing through that business summary? I think in general, Protractor just has a ton of available reports and then almost unlimited ability to customize them. So it, it, my, my issue almost is it's there's too much, right? There's too many reports and too much customization. So some shops that, that don't know what they're looking for, sometimes it can be daunting initially. So one of the things I love to do is I love doing that reporting stuff. So I'll talk to a shop and say, what do you want to see? You know, don't forget about what you looked at in your past system. What would you like to be able to see? And I can customize reports to drill down by, you know, service writer, by category and look at metrics like, you know, deferred versus, uh, you know, sold down to that level. And, and I can slice and dice it a bunch of different ways. So I don't, I don't expect somebody to be a, an expert at doing that. That's what I'm here for. And we'll create those reports for you. And the great thing about Protractor is those reports are exportable. So once I do one for one person, I put it in our user group and anybody can load it in their system and run that report. So there's just so much information you can get. It's just a matter of identify what you want to see and likely I can get it for you. Yeah, and that was one of the things that attracted me to Protractor because I'm a numbers geek, you know, so looking at those reports and then building dashboards off of those, that's, um, you know, that's, that's all me. <laughs> so, and I know it's Adam's the same way. Yeah, it, it's fun. I, you know, I love it. And I know Adam <laughs> loves it too. And we will compete and we'll say, hey, I created this dashboard. Take a look at it. And we'll share, share, send each other dashboards all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've uh, like, I look more at instead of conversion rates, I'm looking at like, how many dollars per estimate are we bidding out? And then Correct. like, what are the dollars that we're selling off that? Yeah, you can see a sold percentage, but um, since estimating everything and having the protractor and having that data live, like updating literally every five minutes without me having to generate a report because we have a dashboard built up that way. I mean, for the number geek of number geeks, it's like Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and it's so insightful because you get that information almost in real time, right? You can get out there and find out, hey, there's something off here. Let me dig in and find out what's going on and correct it long before, you know, you notice it on the, uh, in the bank deposit or whatever, right? Um, um, hey, is there anything else? Because uh, I know we got a break. Um, man, I could go on another hour, I got to tell you. And we're going to have to push, I think, some of the um, the, the, uh, metrics discussion on the Facebook, if we could, cause I know we had some visuals, we'll post those up on Facebook. Uh, well, we got a final poll for you too. Uh, please take that. If you're not registered in the Facebook forum, you know, you just get in there and search for, um, auto vitals partner forum or digital shop talk and you'll find it. It's a closed group, but you just request to, uh, join. We'll ask you a few questions and then get you in there thousands of shop owners in there and these guys and uh we're all talking about how to be better shop owners you know uh how to help each other be better uh so get in that conversation and we'll post up a lot of the follow-up in there and so if you didn't get your question answered today um you know uh get into that facebook forum and post it up in there and we'll continue the discussion over there um i think we're gonna have to have a second segment and, and bring you uh, three back if that's possible here, uh, not, not in the not too distant future, um, because we got a lot more to talk about. Uh, we just scratched the surface, really. Scott, you know, uh, in parting, is there anything that you'd like to kind of leave us with that maybe we didn't, we're, you're hoping we'd cover and we didn't get to? 
No, I, I guess I just want to say in general, the, um, the, the partnership with AutoVitals, from, from the beginning when they did the integration, they just did a fantastic job. And the speed is amazing. You know, I, I just want to, I guess, point out, it wasn't smoke and mirrors, right? Adam showed, he clicked update work order. That information was on the work order in Protractor in a second, right? That, there, no smoke and mirrors. That's the way it works. The integration is fantastic. Um, so it's been great. Oh, thank you. And Bill even was fast. I mean, look where he's at. He's out in the bushes. <laughs> <laughs> in the hill country. That's the hill country. So it'd be, it'd be great to go ahead and for those that are watching that are using the business control panel, the KPIs that are related to this that you'd want to watch is the number of recommended actions, estimate to recommendation rate, estimate to sales rate, and then maybe even pull up can job one and two and actually look and see what has been going through your shop. So those are good ones to monitor pertaining to what we're talking about today. Yeah, because that really tells you that ties the knot for you. You did all that work, the 50 hours, and now it's greatly reduced thanks to John Long and Scott. And uh, we have time for that, Bill? As long as we're here? No? But you get that stuff I'm game. pushed over. <laughs> hey, real quick, I want to say thank you to Carlos Contreras also. You know, he said thank you, and I really appreciate you uh, coming in, Carlos, and listening. His goal is to hit 2.5 mil this year. So you are in the right place, young man. Get over in that Facebook form if you're not there already and get uh, uh, get part of it because uh, these guys will help you get there. No, no doubt about it. Um, John, anything that you kind of want to leave us with? Any more pearls of wisdom or even uh, share some of your lunch recipes with us? Oh, uh, we got about another three hours, right? <laughs> Eight minutes ago. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, I think we, we hit a lot of the the first section, you know, talking points pretty well on that. You know, there is a significant time savings there um, between the marriage of Auto Vitals and, and Protractor, you know, and it's just, just get it done. Why, why, what are you waiting for if you've been on the fence for a while? You know, plus I need to get some more steak, uh, steak dinners from Scott. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> got the Omaha account just shipping to you daily. I'll tell Adam he's getting McDonald's. What? <laughs> hey, I'm the original. I get the best stuff. Oh, my goodness. How do you yeah, John started your with it six months or so before I was, I think. No, I was about a year, actually. Was it about a year? Okay. Yeah, yeah and um, I mean, he worked through it, and it, it's extremely helpful to have him work through some of those bugs, as always, before I got to it. With To Scott's credit and Uva and everybody else is um, – as accessible as Uva is through the Facebook forum and, you know, sending messages and stuff like that. And Bill as well, Scott's that same way for protractor. So um, that hands-on like extra person that you can talk to instead of like calling and waiting on the phone and then not getting right person anyway. And I'm going to have to escalate this to level two. I mean, I, <laughs> I just remember hearing that so many times that I wanted to shake you know, whoever was on the other end of it. Is, four um, days later, you might get a level two person. Exactly. Exactly. Like Scott is on it. Um, the other support's been great too, but just like having him be that person like Uwe is and Bill is and, and the team at Auto Vitals is and Tom, um, it, it's, I, I can't imagine aligning with a better company. Yeah. And, and Protractor has a great users forum also. Um, get over there. I mean, that's, you know, Scott's uh, holding it down over there. Like Uva's holding it down on the Facebook, uh, on the Auto Vitals Facebook forum. Uh, and that's, that's how accessible that they are. And, uh, you know, I couldn't have said it any better, Adam, is that, uh, you know, that's a refreshing thing, man, when you got somebody, uh, uh, especially it's such a critical, it becomes such a critical component of your business 
And what a, what a great thing that, A, not only do they listen to you, but they actually respond and you can get a hold of them. Uva, what are you leaving us with, buddy? Other Where's than my now, steak? sunset or sunrise, probably. While you were are you a little chapped about the steak, Uva? Because I'm a little Where's chapped about steak? the steak. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think I, I cannot really add a, a lot to it. Let's keep, let's keep finding more um, hidden gems we can uncover and make it faster. Um, that's our mission to really turn the service advisor back to be a service advisor, advising service. Exactly. That's exactly yes. the key right there. Yes. And there are, there are some more hidden gems out there. You know, I know I've, I've poked and prodded on some of them. So, uh, you know, I know we'll have to get into that another day, but. Well, there's a lot of gems that are already there that we haven't even, you know, that we don't have time to talk about, you know, it, yeah. it just, it, it, the opportunity is endless. Yeah, work order templates are huge. That's a huge time saver if you know how to do those and have those set up in Protractor. Yep. Tune in for episode two. <laughs> hey, real quick, uh, you know, Carlos's follow-up to my shout-out. He said that uh, John and Adam are driving Ferraris after seeing how fast they can convert an inspection to an <laughs> Yes, they are. Join the uh, join the speed team, um, guys. I can't thank you enough. I, it was a great show. Uh, like I said, I can see just like the, the John's point. You know, I can see a couple more uh, episodes coming soon on uh, just things we didn't even get a chance to cover. Um, looking forward to having you all back on. Uh, I hope everybody got great takeaways and you got a full notepad. Again, get it into the Facebook forum and continue that discussion there. Scott Thorley, Mr. Thorley, I can't thank you enough for coming on, taking time out of, I know you're amazingly busy schedule to come in and talk to folks. Uh, and we hope to have you back soon, buddy. Absolutely. Thank you very much. And of course, to my expert panel of experts, get to work. We got another show next Wednesday. Tune in 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. You know where we're at. Uh, subscribe so you get the notifications. And um, we'll see you next week.